Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Love is the law. And uh, are we loving that a winter storm watch was just brought up a couple seconds ago? Uh, we didn't hear it, Okay, so good. It's Let's just happening. pretend. I, we're Let's... pretending... Rocco, we have rules. Okay. We have weather rules. All right. We did not hear that. Sometimes we just don't like to know. Okay. (laughs) So let's pretend it's still Indian summer and everything's beautiful out there. Yay. Yay. I don't know if we can do that. No, I know. All right. Well, it's happening. It's happening. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. We've had Uh had our last break with reality. But now, and and with winter coming, if you thought you were going to enjoy Mel Gibson as, uh, you know, the fat Santa think again, because Johnny Oleski at the New York post has get, you know, that is everyone. He said, people always say people will eventually get around to making a Santa movie. Billy Bob Thornton, right? You know, Will Ferrell. I mean, somehow or another, the holiday movie, Mel Gibson, here's the headline is the worst Santa of all time. It's a one star review for fat man. I didn't even know this was a movie. Oh, yeah. here The movie we didn't need to know about. Here, I thought the pandemic would ruin Christmas. No, Mel Gibson has gotten there first. That's the first line in the review. No, it's never good. Never good. For his latest instrument of torture, also known as a movie, he (laughs) plays Kris Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus, in Fat Man. And he's a cranky, average-looking... Anyway, just... He partners with the with the military to make elves to make control panels for jet planes, and it's just it's so. He said coming for logic here is like trying to find nachos at a Japanese grocery store. Good luck. Well, it already. I, I'm going to be really <laughs> honest. I have no. I I never. He hasn't been in a good movie since Hacksaw Ridge. He directed that movie. That movie was amazing. True story, you know, World War Two. He's done a lot of good movies in his past, but not recently. No. Axel Ridge is the the the, the last I don't one. even know when that came out. Uh mm, I wanna say that's eight years ago. That was our guy, the young guy that got nominated. I can't think of who he's I'm engaged not, to. Uh, yeah. twenty fourteen. Oh, was it just twenty fourteen? All I'm stuff? thinking of is Oksana. Remember his girlfriend wife? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That the was tapes. that was a terrible, messy one. Yeah, he, I don't think I. I just like to go back to, um, you know, when he that was, happened. Then he did hacksaw ridge after he paid her off. Or yeah, that was a bad whatever stretch for him. Yeah, really, really was. Right. And then the Queen's Gambit. I think a lot of people are, you know, have watched it, burned through that, loved, loved it. Loved. Only seven episodes, I think. Eight, maybe eight, and. Um, but the guy who created this, because this is not a true story or anything, 
But he wanted, he originally, this was going to be a movie in Heath Ledger. This is how long I know I saw that has been Lori. kicking around about the it, the show follows this young chess protege who discovers she has this innate knack but she's an orphan growing up in the or, orphanage and it's just it sounds weird and crazy but i mean it you'll be hooked you'll be hooked it's so good so totally good and um so anyway and the gal anna taylor joy is perfect yes as she is the best beth harman the the young but it was supposed to be a movie. Heath Ledger was going to direct. Wow. And um, he explained that he wrote, the guy who uh, co-created it, wrote the film version for it by himself. And uh, and then Heath Ledger said, listen, I would love to um, direct this, you know, be in it. And he probably would have played the guy who's in the other chess player who lives in the dump in New York with the mm-hmm. cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. The child actor who was in love actually yes. the little boy he's now like the, yes so heath would have been that character mm-hmm. and he wanted ellen page oh she would have been perfect to be that would have been perfect because she yeah. has a very young face yes. but then with perfect. makeup and hair and they could have aged her like made her go mm-hmm. the 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. it was so he courted her to play her he really he tirelessly was pitching this chess movie to her you know Heath. Heath. Okay, so that's what I know. What else? Uh, well, all right, here's what Oh, I, we got a Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam right, was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. For some he reason. He was not. For some reason, like three of the late night shows, guys, did shows Friday night. Yeah, okay, they I saw did, that. Yeah. I saw that. Okay, they, yeah. Because usually it's just Sometimes Monday through yeah, Thursday. Yeah. You don't get a Friday show. And Charlie Hanum was on one, and Milo Ventimiglia was. Uh, I saw Milo was on with Jimmy Kimmel. All yeah. right, so what did Charlie say? So, Anything? Uh, well, yeah, he talked about uh, you know he had the COVID. He's got a new cat. Um, oh, for crying out loud! He's got a new movie coming out called Jungle Land, um, which is going to be like on Netflix, and then okay, do you know what? This is the weirdest random thing. Bruce Springsteen's Jungle Land came on the radio the other day. You know that song's like eight or nine minutes? Oh, yeah, that's a long song. Rocco, do you remember Jungle Land? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard it in 20 years, and it came on Friday night. And I'm like, who? That song is eight or nine minutes long. It's longer than Stairway to Heaven. Well, I don't know if Charlie Hunnam has it in his movie, Jungle Land. I hope so, but I hadn't heard that song in years. Yeah, that's a good one. What's, I mean... Were you listening to satellite radio? No, I felt like I asked my Siri to play, you know, Bruce Springsteen's Greatest Hits. Because I would, you hear, Bruce has his own station. Well, I don't have Siri. He's E Street Radio. Well, again, I listened to my talk. (laughs) Um, And I had already listened to our show that day when I was driving, and I didn't want to listen again. Um, I lived it, as my kids would say. I experienced it once. Right. Um, But it was just so wild to hear that song. Um, Well, thank you for that fabulous segue into Jungle Lamb, which we'll now remember is Charlie Hunnam's new movie. New movie, which we We don't know anything about. We don't know anything about, and it's going to be on video on demand. He's a germaphobe. He has a new cat. His hair was up in a hand bun. Full full beard, looking really great, talking with that delicious English accent. But he uh, had a Madonna story because when he first oh, moved tell to us. L.A., tell us. he was basically 19. Okay. Here we go. 
Is it true that when you first came, we were talking a minute ago about uh, you coming to the United States as a teenager, and you, and you met Madonna, did you, or you were contacted <laughs> by Madonna? I was. I came here, and uh, when, you know, the first day, I was so excited to be here. I got in a taxi, and, you know, I wanted to go to the ocean. I said, you know, it's a taxi driver, take me to the beach, and, you know, they said, which beach? I was like, I don't know where the ocean is, you know, and so we went, I went to the beach, and it was so much money, it, you know, because I was miles away. So anyway, I walked back and forth. I got a horrible sunburn and ended up having to be sort of bedridden for a week. I had this, you know, this terrible blister that occurred all the way across my face, uh -huh. exploded. And I had sort of like bloody hamburger meat as a face. And I was in bed feeling sorry for myself. And this lady called me, how she got my number, I still don't know. And it was Ma uh, Madonna's manager uh, who invited me to go to her house for dinner. Oh, stop. Which was very, very oh, surreal. Stop. To Madonna's house? Yeah, to Madonna's house. And, and I was... Sorry. You went and you went to dinner, I assume? I did. I mean, you know, I think I, I've, the trauma of it um, has made the memory of it fairly <laughs> hazy. But the one thing, uh, you know, I, I was growing up sort of a good, polite English boy, so I wanted to turn up with something. You know, I didn't want to show up empty-handed, but I was 18, so I couldn't take her a bottle of wine because uh -huh. I couldn't buy one. So I was thinking, I bought her a Wonder Woman Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I thought. How did that but go? But I thought it might be. How? I thought it, with just mild confusion, uh, she just went, oh, thanks. But I showed up 45 minutes late because I didn't really understand the geography of Los Angeles. And I, everyone's like, you know, you can't tell anyone Madonna's address. And I was like, obviously, but no, even if you get in a car, don't go through the gates, you know, get, let them have you drop you off outside. So I didn't really understand that some streets in Los Angeles are like 27 miles long, you know, and so... I got to the street that I recognized the dress and said, I'll, you know, I'll just get out here. And, and it was a 45 minute uphill walk. So I arrived an hour late for dinner, like sweating profusely with bloody hamburger meat as a face and holding a Wonder Woman Pez. So it was, uh, it, it was, a, it was a humbling experience. How did she get her hands on the fresh meat so quick is what I yeah. want to know. Madonna She's knows 40. when the, yeah, the She's new guy. She's older than he is and yep. maybe she watched his show that he was on in the and he UK. just the first day he gets here, she, get him to my home for dinner. I know. And so that explains why years later, then when Guy Ritchie directs Charlie Hunnam in Gentleman. The, the Gentleman, which is so great. And then he also directed him in the King Arthur movie, yes, which he did. was a disaster. But Charlie Hunnam has always kind of had funny little things he said about Madonna, but I don't know that we knew this story. That the very first day he comes to the U.S. That, to live and make it in Hollywood, she finds him. And probably yeah. knew he was from watching that funny. show. But anyway, he's always kind of made some funny little remarks about Madonna. Not anything that are digs, but no, just but sort just, of... And uh, I think this is the story. That's funny. So I right. love that he, Kimmel got it from So that was, um, that was Charlie Hunnam, and his new movie that is coming out is called Jungle Land, and it's a bare-knuckle boxer reluctantly travels across the country with his brother for one last night. It's rated R, and Lori, for good reason, nudity. And yeah. some sexual content. We might yeah. see Charlie. Oh, Casey will want to watch this for mm -hmm. sure. He loves all this kind it's, of stuff. It's rating so far just, you know, yeah. 26 people have given it 65. It sounds like a movie that... We won't like. No, that we won't like. It's a guy movie. It's a guy movie for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. We still want him to do something that we would like one day.
Very much. I've been waiting for him. I mean, serious, Charlie. How long do we have to wait? If Archie from Jughead gets to act across from Demi Moore in (laughs) a movie, you know, that's a movie that's happening. But, oh, this movie sounds bad, you guys. What is it? Okay. it's The movie is called Songbird. And it's Michael Bay is producing it, which, you know, he's the Transformer guy. And Mm -hmm. anyway. um, Isn't he the guy that always has kind of a... Problem. Asterisk his name, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, very much so. And uh, guess what it's about? It's called Songbird, about yeah. a young boy who wants to be um, a song singer, and and he finds a bird that sings to him, and Demi Moore is the singing bird lady that um, takes him <laughs> under her wing. That's, that's totally it. I wish that's well, what it was Songbird, about. Songbird, you know, I was just yeah. working out the name. Yeah, um, everyone is grappling to keep their loved ones safe after an outbreak of the virus, ah. COVID-23. Oh, I don't want to know that. It's mm-hmm. about a pandemic, you guys. Well, apparently. I've already watched that movie. We yeah. have, and we're not enjoying it, and we're hoping we're getting a better ending. But yeah, again, too soon. Yeah, I liked my thing. Too soon. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked your idea for really... the movie, too. And I wish they would hire you immediately. Because they're going to need some help to get people to see this. <laughs> it's going to be a long time before we're ready to see anything called COVID-23. No Thank kidding. you very much. That just sounds like there's more to come. Right. Yeah, be right back. Yeah. We've got the Dirt Alert. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hey. 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 It's the Fonzie. Hey. Oh, well, we got to talk about this Phil Collins gossip. Oh, you guys. More is happening. Oh, more is happening, Julia. So, we want to know. Well, we're going to find out. Together, as a group, we're going to go through this Phil Collins gossip, courtesy of TMZ. And uh, Orianne Seavey, his uh, estranged ex-wife, has filed new documents in the ongoing legal legal battle between Seavey and Phil Collins, who's trying to kick her out of their Florida mansion. So in her response, Orianne is claiming that Phil made a deal with her that she says that he's now trying to back out on. So what Orianne is saying is that back in 2015, she and Phil Collins rekindled their relationship. And she says that Phil told her if she divorced her then husband, this guy named Charles Almy, and relinquished her state in their $20 million estate on Sunset Island in Miami, that Phil would give her a 50% stake in their new house, in this new house that they're currently fighting over. Orianne said she agreed and did that. She even moved back in with Phil and their kids. And then he bought that big property in Miami Beach that she says she made her own over the past. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
past five years. And all the while, Orianne says things went south. She claims that Phil Collins became a hermit and completely secluded himself from the world. She also says that he began abusing painkillers, and she says that he smelled. Okay, Okay. so there's nothing in writing. That's what this means. There's nothing in writing for either one of them. Right. Right. Oh, people. If you've you've married and divorced somebody once, and then they've gotten remarried, and then you are thinking about getting back together, which would be maybe your second marriage, you would have to have everything in writing. Oh, now it's... Because you already know that you're capable of divorcing each other once. Right. Right. So, Orianne mentions... A very detailed state of squalor. She says Phil allowed himself to fall into. He ah. br- stopped brushing his teeth. Okay, come on. This is what she's saying. Yeah, see, she doesn't have anything in writing either. Right, right. And, and sa- he is in a wheelchair. And says that he didn't yes. take a mm-hmm. shower. Yeah, you know, he's been dealing with some very severe back injuries and, and other health ca- oh, issues. Dear. So this is what Orianne oh, has to say. Do you think any of this, do you think this is true? I mean, is she having to submit? Or is this just all allegations at this point that are in a thing going in front of a judge at some point? Yeah, well, these are documents that are going in front of the judge. But honestly, I do think that there's probably there might be some truth to some of these accusations. And it's just that's totally an instinctual thing that just based on looking at Phil Collins and and seeing how he's been doing the past couple of years. And, you know, people do get hooked on those pain pills. Oh, we know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, uh-huh. yes. I mean, and if you're dealing with really severe yeah. pain, I mean, it just, it happens. It, yeah. So uh, it's not really a judgment. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. But at but the same gosh, time. these two have, they have had a volatile relationship. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. And then Orianne Seavey, she was out and about posing in front of a new Bentley that she must have just leased oh, in the past timing. couple. Yeah, it's just tacky all over. These people, man, I mean, I hope that they come to some kind of an agreement and then they can move on with their lives. I guess just the part for me, and these guys have kids together, right? Yeah, they do. part for me is saying your dad stinks in national news. Well, no, I mean, that's filed if if it's legal stuff and however however somebody chooses to write about it. you're right. That's what they're looking for. So, yeah, don't get... All right. Yeah. Let's move over to Brad and Angelina's former bodyguard talking to Women's Day magazine in Australia. So he his name is Billy Billingham, and he's talking about what it was really like being Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's bodyguards. He said it was great working alongside Brad and Angie. Uh, He worked for them for about 18 months, and he said that their biggest concern was for their six kids. He what, said, like kidnapping? Yeah. He said it, it, that was the biggest concern for them. It's all about the money, he said. You know, mm. kidnapping the kids and then asking for a ransom. That would oh. be very worrisome to them. And uh, Angie and Brad, he said, were very worried about who goes near the children. Billy said that one of the things that surprised him about working with Brad and Angelina was their time management and how they had the time to do everything from family life to work and to charity. Hmm. He said, I learned a lot of lessons from them. I guess I guess it wouldn't even occur to me that that's a whole nother level oh, of a whole that different level that when level you have fame. that much. Yeah. And you're that famous. Oh, and your kids, your kids kidnapped. getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Didn't need that's like a fame. That's a famous rich person worry. Yeah. One we haven't had to have. No. Mm-hmm. no. Or even crossed our minds. Or even crossed <laughs> yeah. our minds. You know right. what I mean? It, I guess that never occurred to me. But duh, that's why they've got yeah. security and bodyguards. 
Yeah, and Billy said that he learned a lot of lessons from Brad and Angie. He said (laughs) they learned a lot from me. And the beauty of working together was the mutual respect. Wow. So it's actually a nice interview about those two. He better testify for something. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sure who knows whose attorney is going to be calling him for some nice testimony. Mm. But, you know, thinking about it, yes, okay, two high-profile people, six kids, and then Mm -hmm. trying to do all this stuff. And I wonder how many people Maybe that's why she only goes out with, like, one or two at a time. It's They don't, like, she only moves, like, with all of them. Like, it's been premieres. Right. Movie stuff, because it's too hard to with that many sure well, yeah you know what i mean the, the just the busing in the van situation <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, yes. the, the carpool yeah, the oh car my god situation would be a lot oh my gosh all right so we're getting some details about johnny depp and it, why warner brothers decided to sever ties with johnny depp and their fantastic beast film franchise so we're getting part of some of the details on the deal that johnny depp made with warner brothers this according to the hollywood reporter johnny depp is going to get paid his full salary He's only shot one scene for the movie. Production began September 20th in London. That's because Johnny Depp has a pay-to-play contract, which requires that he be fully compensated whether or not the film is made and even if it's recast. That's why he was able to pen his own letter of goodbye on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure he's humiliated. Yeah, there was no, no, they're saying that there was no morality clause in his contract. uh, And technically, Johnny Depp wasn't fired by Warner Brothers. He was asked to resign. And Johnny Depp is the highest paid star of this new Fantastic Beast movie because they're saying that it's going to be Eddie Redmayne, June Law, and then what was going to be Johnny Depp getting equal screen time. But Johnny Depp was uh, making a lot of money, a lot more money than his fellow co-stars is what they're saying. Yeah. Did you watch any of those, Holly? I didn't. Okay, I didn't either. No. Neither did I. Yeah. But I mean, I know I what he track. looked like, but I don't yeah. know how they'll... Like he was, uh, I mean, it seemed like they could recreate somebody. I mean, he had a wig and a yeah. blue eye. And- yeah. I don't feel, I don't know. I, I can't speak to whether or not Johnny Depp's casting was critical in this movie, but yeah. something tells me probably not. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to go and he, he'll find himself another job. If you were a fan of A Quiet Place, uh, there is a new spinoff in the works. And they found well, a writer we like and director. We would like to see the second movie. I know. Oh when my is gosh, that that's gonna right. Happen? We never got to see they that movie. They pushed it back. They pushed it back and pushed it back. And where is it? You're right. It's been scheduled for April 23rd, 2021, because The Quiet Place Part 2 was the big movie that was pushed because of COVID-19. That was the first one, Yeah, that was the Mm -hmm. first one. And we were all so excited. We had St. Patrick's plan, and now it doesn't it seem like we're just naive little bunnies. No kidding. We're so much stronger now, people. We are. Uh All right, Holly, thank you. Let's talk about sex for now To the people at home or in the crowd It keeps coming up anyhow Don't be coy, avoid, or make void the topic Cause that ain't gonna stop it Now we talk about sex on the radio and video All right where should we start, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? I bet people had a lot of sex this weekend. Um, it was romantic weather, I think. People had, yes, uh, celebrate. There could be a lot of babies nine months from uh-huh. now after this weekend. It's a lovely, And people romantic, were celebrating also. Whatever. On, a, on an epic level. So, mm. um, 
Just, yeah, there could be an explosion of babies. So what's nine months from now? We should put it on the calendar. All right. August something. Okay, I'll look into it. Look into it. Like, yeah, you know, because I did, we had a Thanksgiving weekend um, baby conception. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that puts us into August. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Otherwise known as the deer hunting babies. Uh-huh. Yes. I think that all started. Uh-huh. It right? did. It was the first, I think it was Minnesota deer opener mm-hmm. this weekend. This yeah. past weekend. Normally, we'd be going to see some uh, male strippers uh, somewhere. Yeah, how do you wait? How does deer hunting? Uh, well, when they, they come, always, they they get come a home. action before you okay. get a action when you come yeah, home. Yeah, the casinos always would do. You're making the, you know, you go to those male stripper reviews and you get a little horny. Here's some meat. Mm-hmm. Now right. give me oh. some loving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now do your job and look for the dates. Oh, <laughs> What's the boy. exact date? Okay, well, here's some uh, news about the uh, the pandemic. Lots of people say the Pandemic has made them realize that the person that they're with is the person who they're glad that they're with. They're the one. Well, that's nice. I mean, there's only two ways things can go. It, right. Yeah. You're either, scenario. we're all in. Well, this is perfect, or boy, did I make a mistake. Right. This is, how could I have picked a worse person to be holed up with? Yeah, you either yep. fall deeper in love, yep. or you decide, no, I can't handle you. Help. Help, help, help. Um, but half of people say... Um, that just one month together during the early quarantine phase where they weren't seeing anyone else felt like the equivalent of spending one year in a relationship. One month felt like that was one year, early, at the very beginning when everything uh, felt you couldn't do anything. And we didn't know right. what was going on right. and tensions were a lot scary. higher and we were more stressed out and people were losing their job. And remember, it did feel like those months were really it was dark dark yeah it was dark okay so that that could have been i could have saved that for my study of dog well, yesterday but can, that's okay you could reword it tomorrow and pretend it's pretend, from a journal and make right. it be about fish or something and mm-hmm. we just follow along oh boy <laughs> and, six smelly yeah, snacks this could be another um that was a funny one <laughs> that made me laugh i, I tried mean, uh, I made a promo about the sniffing sticks. One it was so day. funny. I, t- t- I tried to tell my f- some friends this weekend, and I just trying to say the six sniffing scents. <laughs> I just started laughing. <laughs> oh Lord! Okay, so once again, when it comes to how much, and I'm sorry for the bad pun on how much men and women enjoy sex. Damn it! If it isn't our old woes or whatever might be stressing us out about work or the lack thereof is the number one killer of the sex. Okay, so drive. so people, for, for, for men or women don't have a lot for, of, if for, they're stressed. For women, our job stress that makes us not enjoy sex is if we have a deadline looming or we have a terrible boss. Okay. For guys, it's if they feel burned out and exhausted from work. All right. Got and it. then, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it just, they just have different work issues that will be the things. Uh, and um, the solution is really, once again, you got to figure out how do you separate work life from home mm-hmm. life. And sometimes it's going from the living room to the den. Exactly. <laughs> that, and so this In is making world. it even harder. Yes, now. I can imagine. So, yeah. Anyway, that's just, uh, Mm-hmm. And then there's that. The deadline. And remember that, like, if you did have a deadline, oh. you were just like, don't even come near me, dude. No. If you had, like, mm-hmm. a big presentation, or, you know, 
Even you, Lori? No, we mm, did. Yeah. Lori and I. Oh, I would have an upset stomach same. if I had to do same. like some kind of a. Even though I had a secretary who did the actual, you know, <laughs> graphs, and I mean, I was like, I got to like work kind of an old school time where I didn't ever even. I never even had to learn Excel. I was so proud of myself, and I was like in charge of all this money. I know. Okay, <laughs> this I, is I explaining a lot. So you guys this had is, corporate jobs, but you never had to do. No, I did. I I had I had twenty people reporting yeah, to me. Lori had one. She had one. We both I had, had secretaries. Such a great job. We both she, had we both had great jobs. Uh-huh. But I had more employment issue thing. You know, when right. you have twenty people, it's just a whole different I just la- layer. People for money and persuaded people to give uh, the company money. To and pay I just surrounded myself with the smartest it. people yeah. possible okay. that would compliment me. But yeah, if there was like a deadline. And I, when I did have a terrible boss, mm-hmm. I mean, that was very stressful. I had like a verbally, emotionally abusive boss, which he, that'd was, be horrible. he was just a, bull, a bully. Yeah, that'd be and horrible. And that's not against the law. And oh boy, yeah. Casey was just like, right away, you got to get out of there because he's going to see, he's like, this cannot impact your yes. sex life. Yes, this is impacting oh, yeah. our sex life. Yeah. Casey knew what was important there. Oh yeah, oh. he was just like, what? Because I would tell him stuff and he'd be like, What? And then probably it was like, probably I was like, uh, you know, it's like, how could this be happening again? Right. Because you kind of can't believe it when somebody is that like be, bullying and being to you was, in the workplace. He was very irrational. That was a hard, person. That yes. was a very hard thing to work under. Yes. To take direction and then go home and then like get dinner. I reported ready. to someone else at that time. Yeah. And then try and feel sexy. No. So anyway. Get away. Everybody guess. I guess we just have to be kinder to each other about um, work life. Outside. And work life. But so many of people are working from home. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, that's why sometimes maybe watching two episodes of Poops Creek or in some other show that just makes you laugh. Yeah. Or whatever is a good Palate cleanser. Yes, I love from that. that. Okay, so, jeez, uh, Louise. Okay, so here I just thought dating sites. Let's talk about them for a minute because okay. we're going into the season where people are going to be busy. Just at least, it's the number one way that people are meeting now is 100%. digitally. 100%. Okay, one in three marriages now start with the virtual connection. Wow. You cannot argue there's no shame in the game no we were way way past that and because of the algorithms of online it's just some supplemented traditional dating and also even more so now because we're not mixing and mingling and just organically bumping into people or maybe meeting people so but uh anyway the one thing uh that i just always blows my mind is that IAC, which is a NASDAQ uh, listed subsidiary of Match Group, they own everything. Everything. Tinder, Plenty of Fish, Match, OkCupid, okay, Hinge, yep. and something called Medic, M E E T I C. She looks at me. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. It could be a, another country or something. Anyway, but uh, anyway, and then Facebook dating. I don't know if anyone is, is, is doing that, but um, the one thing that. Uh, uh, I think it, this was on the conversation where they just talked about just paying attention to how much personal data they gather from you because... Because you do it in your profile. 
Yes. So then they know your hobbies. They know where you live. They know where you like to travel. I mean, okay, think Cupid about that. Asked, have you ever gone on a rampant sex spree while depressed? That's an actual question. I stayed clear of that yeah. one. Uh, or here's another actual question on Okay Cupid. While in the middle of the best lovemaking of your life, if you're. I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like This A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Lover asked you to squeal like a dolphin, would you? I mean, That sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, squeal but, like a pig. But these are like some of the things. Sounds like a Scientology that they um, sign with survey. you, and I mean, and any, you pay. You pay. Some of them you pay to be asked those. So great you can questions. skip some of those questions. Yes. Is that what you're saying, Julian? Yeah. I didn't. Honest to God, I never went with the ones with all the questions because that was just way too much work. Right. I would just do my own thing. Right. Tinder, Bumble. There's lots of ways to meet people, and it's not true to just say that. Oh, if you're in Tinder, you're just looking to get laid. It's a lot of people is, are just it's, no. It's, it's just a faster easy. It's, way to meet people I told without you that. doing it's the profiles match on steroids. Yes, because you don't have to work so hard. But in uh, 2018, it was revealed that Grinder, which is a dating app for gay by trans people, it shared not only the address and telephone number of members with software designers, but also their HIV AIDS status. Oh. Horrible. So it's just a cautionary thing to just remember that this information, every time you put any information anywhere, it's being mined for something else. Yes. And also that there's some else, you know, that there's just even with kids games and stuff, you don't know who's manipulating the data and all of that. So they're just like, you know, it's from a strictly business point of view. It is to these uh, online dating things. To basically prioritize brief encounters. Yeah, there you go. Because they don't really want people finding somebody and then leaving the site. I mean, so that's why all of the, everything that they have, it's like, you know, keep the date moving, keep it going, keep it going. That's how... Stay plugged in. Exactly. From a business point of Mm -hmm. view. But um, anyway, so... But yeah, the more questions you have to ask, you know, you just might want to skip some of them and... But there are some weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. That can be held against you. (laughs) Right. It could. Who knows where you'll be? I guess, I guess if you live in Europe, your data. It's your own. Yes. Well, that's because they won that big suit like five years ago, which we don't have anyone fighting for us, but it should be our own data. Caroline Kennedy tried to fight for it uh, like 15, 18, even might've been 2002 when she wrote the first book about Privacy stuff. Yeah. That Americans were giving away um, we are, their privacy. They're mm-hmm. too much information. Anyway, and look at that all these years later. Here we are. Here we are. But yeah, so anyway, that's right. that's all I have for Sex Monday. I didn't get to uh, that's okay. people spending two months in a relationship with someone that they know they're going to dump. And you know Ooh, why? Brutal. Oh, Julia. It can know, happen. Oh, Julia, the number one reason? To put off hurting someone's pe- feeling and to continue to get laid. These are things that are thought about. All right. Okay. Good to know. Keep right. those in the back of your mind, will you? Yes. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody.
everybody. It's Monday. We did it. We got through the day. I'm going to watch uh, the beginning of Dancing with the Stars, Julia, so I can at least take a picture of Tyra's uh, outfit and just let you know in case you're not watching it. Right. You do the same for me. All right. I would do the same for you. I'll just take, yes. Thank you. Send me the pictures. Yeah, we're tuning in to see what Tyra, what in the world is Tyra wearing? Um, I know that, you know, we've had a high... um, COVID cases are on the rise in Minnesota and Wisconsin. We've heard about that. The governor today announced that we're going to be opening new um, testing sites. So that are going to be free, that are going to be open seven days a week. So there's going to be more news on that coming because every time I've gone, I've had to pay. Yeah. Um, you know, I f- inevitably can't get in to, through the clinic and right, you know where right, I'm supposed right, to. Right. So that's good news. So there's going to be more access for people. So just kind of keep following the news. There will be more. I'm sure in the news tonight, and then we had the good news today about the vaccine by Pfizer, that it's 90% mm-hmm. effective. So it's a good day. Yeah. And that end. Yeah. And um, Dr. Fauci had had cautiously predicted this, like, when he did his 60 Minutes interview. Good. About uh, end of December. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I think a lot of people are ready. Um, yeah. All right. So other things that are happening, Missy, is... Um, gosh, I guess this, this case, and this both struck us just hard was Paulina Poroskova, who was married to Rick Ocasek, um, from Cars, who passed away. The Cars. Of car- yeah, the oh, Cars. The cars. cars, sorry. The cars. Who passed away, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. And so they were married. No, he just died September was of last it year. just a year? Last September. Oh, my gosh. And so they, at the end of his life, um, he his health was in decline, and she and, was taking care of him. And they were Separated. separated. And so then when it came time... And she had a lover. Yes. And he did know about it. Yes. And he was a bitter Betty. He was. And when he died, she found out. He, he cut her, her out of the will. And she's taking care of him. I have made no provision life. for my wife as we were in the process of divorcing. Even if I should die before a divorce is final, she is not entitled to any elective share because she's abandoned me. And, I mean, that's brutal. And he, she's the one who's taking Thank care of him. I mean, I really have a hard time with this. So mm. she is really, um, she here's a leave the town home that they lived in. Yeah. Yeah. She said that she has to, um, what's been so hard for her is I mean, she's she mourning, money, right? She said that oh, I believed I knew him. I believe we had the same definition of love. Grieving him is an equal amount of heartbreak and rage. Oh, dear. So this past weekend, she was trying to um, go to the sunshine with her uh, children. And when she got to the airport or something, her passport had been had expired. Mm-hmm. And she was so bereft. She couldn't stop crying. They had to take her in a wheelchair and transport her. And I've been worried about I've had to quit watching her on Instagram because she she. She's just way too, it's too raw for me. I can't handle the old, the sharing. Like, doesn't she have anyone that she can? Well, she's like. But maybe when you're famous, I don't know. I don't know. She's made these very raw Instagram things. Like she was on the floor of her, like a closet in her place. And she's just like tear stained, just crying. I'm moving out of my my house, it's cold, it's dirty, and she's kind of crouched in the living room, and she's surrounded by boxes. I've never cried as much. as she, It's been very Dear Diary out loud on her Insta stories yeah, for that's, quite some time. Yeah, and so she said this weekend that she had a mini nervous breakdown. Oh, dear. Um, 
And um, well, she said, I was crying so hard. I don't remember it. I think this will be a really funny story soon. And then um, I don't know. I, I, I would advise her to stop being call, so loud. Yes. Call somebody else. It's just too. It's hard to. It's too much. I don't think it's really good for you. Right. To have that. What do you think, Rocco? Share that level I mean, of do you feelings know, with do, the world. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I always worry when somebody like Rick Ocasek, you know, when somebody, you know, marries a supermodel and you just feel like that's never going to end well. But she was 18 but, and they were together their whole her They whole were together life. 25 years. Until I mean, they recently. had a long marriage. They had a very long marriage. Uh, he was 40 and he was married to his first wife and she was 18, but... They were together a long time, and they had two children, and uh, and uh, yeah, they were like together twenty nine years. But I you just, know, towards the end, you said like she had a love. I mean, they split, and she had a lover. I mean, I can understand where feelings get in the way, and you get bitter. And he had one move left, and it was take her out of the will, right? But he was on. He was like. She had to physically take care of him. See, but Rocco is You're thinking a like guy. a man. Yeah, because I this am is one. a serious yeah, you difference. Are a guy, right? Yes. Are you? Right yeah. now? <laughs> no. Sometimes no, your... Donnie was a girly man. Yeah, if my supermodel wife found another lover, yeah, I'd be upset, right? And if I were the woman who'd found another lover and agreed to uh, continue care, to take care, you would have got it in writing. I would have flipping got that but in writing. But they weren't even divorced yet. No, but I would have, I mean, I would have demanded to see everything. I think what I we're would, learning is writing is everything. Don't trust nobody. Trust, <laughs> I mean, all the stories we've had today yeah. about not, you get know, the drummer, Genesis drummer, whatever his name is, you know, Phil, get, Collins. Phil Collins, get stuff in writing. Dr. Dre, you right? know, his... his uh, a strange wife. She's out there looking for you know the the other baby babies. mamas. Well, because I didn't realize this. Even though he and Nicole have been together for like twenty five years, he and they have two children. He has three sons and one other daughter from four other women. Oh, so she she Busy. is right to know that um, you know there could be secret babies out there. Well, right, you know because she. Just- she knows. Did you father a secret baby? It's Maury Povich's new game show. <laughs> Are you a baby daddy? Are you my husband's baby daddy? Wait, no, that isn't right. Yeah, no. that kind of is. But that wow. one's getting very. But yeah, yeah. Molly, you get in writing, people. Oh, I know. All right. This was sponsored by Lawyers Are Us. We'll, right. be, we'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a great night. Job done. Off you go. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.